Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the August edition of my One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program series that I'm running throughout 2017. This month will be One Month to More Effective Continuous Improvement. My sponsor this month is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 500 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance program, I would urge you to visit, visit Affiliated Monitors at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. As I indicated, this month we're going to look at one month to more effective continuous improvement. We're going to consider auditing and monitoring the different types of audit auditing that you can do from third-party auditing, supply chain, data risk auditing, auditing, culture auditing, for auditing against fraud. We're going to talk about control testing. We're going to look at continuous improvement through the use of big data. We're going to look at measuring effectiveness, risk-based monitoring, email sweeps as monitoring, and listening as continuous monitoring. I think you're going to find it a fascinating month. And I'm sure at the end of the month, you will have picked up multiple lessons on what you can do to improve your compliance program around continuous improvement. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for joining me on this episode, and I hope you'll join me for the entire month. This 2017 One Month to a Better Compliance Program podcast series is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 16, Voluntary Monitoring. There are multiple areas in the Department of Justice's evaluation of corporate compliance programs which intersect with the area of continuous monitoring and continuous improvement. In addition to Prong 9, uh, entitled Continuous Improvement, Periodic Testing, and Review, under Prong 1, analysis and remediation of underlying misconduct is found the following. Prior indications. Were there prior opportunities to detect the misconduct in question, such as audit reports, identifying relevant control failures, or allegations, complaints, or investigations involving similar issues? What is the company's analysis of why such opportunities were missed and were missed? This also ties to the 2012 FCPA guidance that made clear that compliance audits with actionable remediation plans are a key component of any effective compliance program. Another way to achieve these multiple and intersecting goals is through the use of voluntary monitoring. I recently visited with Vincent D'Ancini, DCANI, President and Founder of Affiliated Monitors, and Eric Feldman, Senior Vice President and Managing Director also at Affiliated Monitors, about their views on voluntary monitoring. According to Feldman, voluntary monitoring is an approach which a company uses the services of an independent monitor to find out how their program is working and to be able to use the data with government regulators and law enforcement to demonstrate their diligence in creating and con continuously improving their corporate ethics and compliance program. 
there are at least two different types of voluntary monitoring. Feldman articulated these as reactive proactivity, which is where a company determines it has <clears throat> potential compliance violation and an independent monitor is brought in to address this issue. The genesis for this type of monitoring is some event, such as whistleblower report, internal report, investigation, or detect control, picking up information which warrants additional investigation. Feldman pr- provided a couple of examples. The first might be where one business unit has a problem and they're worried about the other business units and they want to get an assessment. Another situation could be a problem in the industry or the sector, and they know that the sector or industry is going to be scrutinized by law enforcement or regulators going forward, and they fully expect the regulators to come looking at them. Another area could be in geographic regions such as China or another high-risk region. There's also a second type of monitoring. It's where a company wants a truly independent person or entity to come in and test the quality of the compliance program to see how impactful it is operating. It could, such a voluntary monitoring could assess a variety of issues, such as compliance internal controls to test benchmarking of a company's compliance program. In this type of voluntary monitorship, the examination is focusing not on one issue or region as laid out in the first example, but is actually much broader. Moreover, it allows a true independent to perform the assessment. It's very difficult for companies and compliance officers and their team to self-assess the strength of their own programs. They just have difficulty in doing that. It's not an easy thing to ask, how good am I doing? By having an independent come in with no skin in the game, there is complete objectivity, neutrality, and no judgments or prejudging the work. The benefits of both types of voluntary monitoring are multifold. It certainly helps meet the control testing requirement found in the evaluation. In the 2012 guidance, it stated the organization should take the time to review and test its controls and should think critically about the potential weaknesses and risk areas. This type of approach can provide benefits if a company finds itself in FCPA hot water, as both the DOJ and Securities and Exchange Commission have said they will give meaningful credit to thoughtful efforts to create a sustainable compliance program if a problem is later discovered. Similarly, undertaking proactive evaluations before a problem strikes can lower the applicable penalty range under the U.S. Sentencing Guidelines. Yet the guidance intones a business reason for the use of such techniques as voluntary monitoring when it's stated, although the nature and frequency of proactive evaluations may vary depending on the size and complexity of an organization, the idea behind such efforts is the same, continuous improvement and sustainability. Yet another reason for such pro there is yet another reason for such proactive approach. It can create an administrative record which a company can use to demonstrate that it has remedied any compliance pro- compliance problems. Equally important, it establishes a company is maintaining its commitment to doing business in compliance and ethically. The key is the independence of the monitoring personnel so they can present an accurate, unbiased opinion. Eric Feldman presented the example of a company which had been debarred by the U.S. government and needed to demonstrate an acceptable level of compliance to get off the debar list. He and his team performed a baseline assessment and from there developed a remediation plan which the company implemented. After six months or so, his team came back to assess the program uh, as it had been implemented by the company. From this follow-up assessment, they generated a report which was used in a submission to the government which essentially noted, or the company was essentially saying, 
We are now ready to be a responsible contractor as defined by the federal acquisition regulations, and we propose an administrative agreement with continued monitorship that would move from a voluntary monitoring over to a mandatory monitoring for the next three years. All of this really points to voluntary monitoring is an excellent technique through which a company can engage in continuous improvement. It has many other benefits as well, including regulatory and uh, evidentiary if a criminal investigation is needed under such anti-corruption laws like the FCPA. The bottom line is that like all those scenarios which might justify a company to engage in voluntary monitorship, monitorship coming in and doing so uh, as an audit of their organization. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, a voluntary monitorship can be used to reactively proactive in a reactive proactivity way to look at a particular issue. So this really takes information that has come in and then moves you to reacting to it yet in a very proactive way. Number two, a voluntary monitorship can be used to test a compliance program. It can really bring in an outsider to take a look at the nuts and bolts, backbone, spine, and all of the components of your compliance program going forward. Finally, number three, voluntary monitorship report can be used in a variety of legal and business manners. In the legal sense, you can use it if the regulators come knocking or the DOJ, but also in the business sense, because in many businesses, uh, contractors will require a best practices compliance program with their subcontractors, and having a voluntary monitorship would allow you to demonstrate that. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening today, 16 of one month to more effective continuous improvement. And I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day 17. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of one month to more effective continuous improvement in your compliance program. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, please rate this podcast. It was a help in our rankings and also get the word out about the only daily podcast to help you improve your compliance program. If you have any questions, you can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and you've been listening to one month of more effective continuous improvement from the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.